Hello and welcome to episode 17 of United United featuring Premier League match day 11 here with me Dave and Jem. Hi Jem. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. How are you? I'm very well, thanks Jem. Um I think probably we should just start this podcast by getting the unpleasant stuff out of the way. So I'm going to throw it over to you, Jem, to talk about the uh, Man U Man City game. Uh, what are your thoughts? Um, well, you say unpleasant. <laughs> Was it unpleasant? Um, this is another step in the right direction um, towards Ollie out, obviously. I mean, everyone knows United played City this weekend uh, at Old Trafford. Another shambles. Um, to be honest, I'm losing interest in the club. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to Pep Guardiola because, like I said, it is another step in the right, another step in the right direction um, towards Oli out. But from what we're hearing from the club at the minute, doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Uh, I thought City were bang average in the game. To be honest, uh, I don't think they could be. Happy with their performance. They, well, you know, we've we've got players scoring own goals. That's how bad they want the manager out. Um, <laughs> an own goal and and another fluky goal in, in, at the end of the first half. So, yeah, I wouldn't be happy if I was um, Man City fan, Kieran. I'm talking to you. Um, not really a big big result in my opinion. I think you you beat a struggling club, a, a club that are hanging on the ropes in the twelfth round. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, Dave, in all these episodes. Uh, it's just, it's just come to the point now where I am going to end up becoming the pessimistic Man United fan. <laughs> well, you are repeating yourself. That's because you're living Groundhog Day, Jem. This is going on over and over and over again. Um, I am going to take a little bit of issue with you, and we don't normally take issue with each other, but um, on the thing about, um, you know, Pep's helping you out and edging Ollie out of the job, I actually think the opposite. I think they eased off at 2-0. They got you at 2-0 and then just thought, right, do not hammer them 7-0. <laughs> we can't afford to have Ollie sacked. We need to keep him in a job. Lads, just ease off, play a passing game. And yeah, they did look average in the second half, but, but that's because they didn't need to do anything. It's just like, yeah, we'll pass it around, keep it away from United. Uh, 2-0 is good enough. It's just enough to keep Oli in a job, not enough for him to be sacked. It's a very good point. Um, I didn't I didn't think of it like that, but now you say it. Yeah, maybe, maybe that is, is the right thing. Maybe City did the right thing for the league. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone else is celebrating. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just embarrassing, Dave. I can't believe that. In my lifetime, this is the lowest of the lows. I mean... Uh, like I said before, Oli has done amazingly, love him to bits, but there's a time when you need to say, I don't think I can do any more. And now is that time. Now is that time, according to you, I think that time might be, or, or who knows how many years, according to the owners. <laughs> uh, I think uh, what was interesting to me watching it as a fairly neutral observer, um, great finish from Eric Bay, really superb um Maguire and Shaw I don't know they're having a game of musical statues for the second goal which was interesting to watch and did I read a stat that United had more shots 
at their own goal than at City's goal in the game. Is that right? Yeah, I'd probably say that that sounds right. I think Baye and Lindelof both had a shot, both at De Gea. Uh, <laughs> only only Baye succeeded in his, in his shot. So. Clinical, he was. That yep. was a superb strike. And I've actually been doing a bit of analysis, Jem, of uh, what of tactics of the top five teams. Um, okay. So Chelsea, they play keep ball. Bit boring, but effective. Man City, ticker tacker. You know, everyone knows my thoughts on that. Anti football, but <laughs> an- anyway, that's the way they play. Going to bring in West Ham in third. We'll get to them later. Mm. But West Ham in third. The chaotic counter-attack. Sometimes we counter-attack with the ball. Sometimes we counter-attack without it. Um, pretty chaotic, but seems to be effective. Liverpool, high press. You know, these are all valid tactics. Mm-hmm. Man United. All I can see, Jim, get the ball to Ronaldo. That seems to be the tactic. <laughs> and unfortunately, in this game, they didn't do it. No. No, they. That's, that's their one tactic. I mean, yeah, I couldn't agree more, Dave. They they got the ball to him once. He got a shot on target, and after that, nothing happened. So pathetic from the rest of the players. Really, they're not running for him. They're not creating chances for him. But also, um, I mean, just just on the way we play, it's go out there and give it a good give it a good go, lads. Enjoy yourselves. It's not you know. Stick to the philosophy. Stick to the tactics. It's just go out and enjoy yourself, lads. We'll we'll see you after the game. I mean, I've got Pep Guardiola shouting at Phil Foden when the two 0 up with twenty minutes to go. And I mean, if Pep Guardiola was here right now, we'd be able to say to him, "You weren't happy with that performance, were you?" And all the City fans will say, "Of course he's happy," but he wasn't happy with that performance. Um, yeah, we, we, we had our manager just sat watching his little iPad speaking to Michael Carrick about probably what they're going to do in the two weeks off during the international break. Well, Ollie's obviously gone back to Norway. People have seen, if people have seen the photos, he's having a week off in Norway. So that shows um, the levels of our club at the minute. Uh, and, and yeah, on the tactics, yeah, non-existent, Dave. Non-existent. Mm. Well, Ollie needs a little rest, I think. He needs a little rest, get away, clear his head. And I'm sure he'll come back. With fresh ideas, uh, new well, tactics. Yeah, I mean, this talk, Dave, honestly, is is getting depressing for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, you know what? We had a bit of you know crossover here in my second mm. team and your first team, and this filled me with joy. This game, and I'd love to come to you and speak about your game at the weekend. Well. You know, welcome on board the uh, West Ham United bus, Jem. We were pleased to have you. Um, I actually watched this game at my daughter Josie's place with her uh, partner, Robbie, both massive West Ham fans. Uh, That's the place with the Greyhound, remember? Uh, Eddie Mm. the dog. Um, For listeners, uh, regular listeners, they'll remember Eddie. He's doing well, although he's a bit spooked by fireworks night with all all the fireworks. Quiet fireworks, Jem. That's the way to go. Uh, horses and dogs are disturbed by fireworks so we need to move towards quiet fireworks that's uh, just a little little point I want to make but um, honestly Jem I was watching this game uh, we went 1-0 up and then decided I think we thought well, let's try and defend that for the next 80 minutes and uh, <laughs> that was that was probably a tactical, tactical error <laughs> but when we got back to 1-0 we actually started playing 
Second half, I mean, we, you know, I talk about chaotic counterattacks, don't I? Mm. The second goal, honestly, what a counterattack that was. If you watch really? Four he outpaces Trent. Um, don't know what Van Dyke or Matic were doing on that one, but I don't really care either. And then, you know, by the time the third goal went in, we were me, Josie, and Robbie were just sitting there going, "What's going on? What, <laughs> what is what?" I couldn't get my head around it. What is going? We're three one up. We're three one up against Liverpool. You know, we still had time for earlier on in the game. Antonio just to you know demonstrate the chaotic counter attack that West Ham play, clean through on goal. Um, just didn't take the ball with him. Slight, <laughs> slight mistake, but you know that's that's how we play. That's how we roll, Jim. Sometimes we've. We clean through with the ball. Sometimes we clean through without the ball. Um, obviously, better to be clean through with the ball. Well, you are right on the chaotic counter-attacking. I mean, it is chaotic, but it's it's amazing. Uh, it's, you know, apart from the one with Antonio forgetting the ball. I yeah. mean, that, you're right. When Fornals sprinted past um, Trent and Van Dijk, hmm. amazing. I mean, it, I think that game exposed Trent. Yeah, we saw his free kick. We saw his attacking ability, but defensively, I mean, he's all over the place. And what a run by Bowen to set up that second goal as well. Beautiful. (laughs) I think he outpaced three of them. And, um, you know, the other things to say about that, you know, you you said to me last time, Jem, because I was was sort of predicting a 4-1 defeat, wasn't I saying? Probably a little bit better than the 5-0 that United suffered. And you said to me, I need to embrace it. And I'm going to embrace it, Jem. I really am. You know, the quintuple is still on. It is. As I said last week, it's coming home. And we are absolutely massive, Jem. For the time being, we are absolutely massive. And it's very rare you can say that about a West Ham team. And also, I've just got to... He, he's not going to be my most frustrating person of the week. But I'm just going to mention Klopp. You know, I saw his interview after the game. He couldn't even say, well played West Ham, could he? <laughs> He just couldn't bring himself to say that. It was very much, um, oh, you know, there's reasons why we lost. Cresswell mm. should have had a red card. Um, Allison, he was fouled. Um, and I just want to say to all of that, you know, Cresswell, yeah, it, it did go over the top of the ball or his foot bounced on the ball and went over yeah, the top. Yeah, foot bounced, yeah. So, you know, debatable, but VAR checked it and said not enough evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the Jota elbow on Ogbonna, which the more you mm. watched that one, the more you thought, hang on a minute, he's just stuck his elbow in there. And Ogbonna obviously had to leave the pitch. But that brought on the massive Craig Dawson. And, you know, Liverpool just didn't know what they were unleashing there, accidentally yep. unleashed by bringing, by making sure Dawson got on. Mm. And then the Alisson own goal. I mean, he spends all his time worrying about um, a- Antonio. And Antonio's just standing there, really. You know, it's Alisson sort of pushing him and worried about him. And mm. then, for my money, he runs into Ogbonna. Uh, who was it? Yeah, Ogbonna, wasn't it, for the own goal? He runs into the back of him. Mm. So, Ogbonna's there, standing, quite entitled to jump. Alisson runs into him, flaps his arm, punches it in the net. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, yeah, it doesn't stack up for me, uh, Klopp's stuff, Klopp's moaning. It just doesn't stack up for me. I think he just can't take it. He just can't take it. He has to have a reason why they lost and rather than look at the inadequacies of his own play, especially their defence, and actually some of their attacking play, um, he picks on he picks on uh, some of the decisions. Don't know what you think there, Jem. 
No, I agree. He he just can't take it. Um, that that is that's summed it up for me. Um, it's right. Allison flapping about. He's he's got nothing to say there. He's he's made a mistake. And yeah, the the Cresswell one. I mean, the, his foot's bounced off the ball, hasn't it? And then Henderson. Luckily, it's not Salah. Otherwise, he would have been rolling <laughs> into the penalty box and, <laughs> and claiming a penalty. <laughs> yeah, he probably would he probably would have bought the referee for that one. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I agree. Klopp is, is also not on my most frustrating list, but he just, he, yeah. I mean, you can't even have any respect for West Ham. It's the same with Pep. He couldn't even admit it either when, when you beat them either, could you? So, um, yeah. embarrassing. It reminds, embarrassing managers. It reminds me, do you remember when uh, West Ham parked the bus at Chelsea once and... Uh, we won, and Allardyce was there going, he just can't take it, can he? He just can't take it. It reminds me of that. It, it, it does very good, yeah. yeah. So, it does remind me of that too, actually. Yeah, that was one of Allardyce's better moments for us. Actually, he did all right for us. I was I was actually one of the few West Ham Allardyce fans, but probably says a lot about me as a West Ham fan. Oh. Uh, um, they, yeah, I've got, I've got a few points on, um, on what you've said, Dave. Mm. Um, first of all, I want to ask you, um, how come you didn't get to go to the game? Uh, it's a good question, Jem. Um, so, obviously, I've got a couple of season tickets for West Ham. Me, me, and Charlie, we um, we go from time to time. But also, I share these tickets out with other people. Now, this particular game, I'm actually going to blame. Um, I'm going to blame my mum. My excuse <laughs> is my mum this time. Now, she said, my mum's. 80, my mum Shirley, shout out to Shirley. She never listens to this. I don't think she even knows I do this, but anyway. Um, she's 84 years old, I think. I should know my mum's age. Should know 84, 85 probably. Anyway, she was meant to be coming up this weekend. And, um, you know, I was going to arrange to pick her up, bring her up here, bring her up to my house and have a nice weekend with me. Um, so I, f- I decided to forego going to West Ham. And uh, so mate of mine, Cor, the Dutch guy, and his partner Pam, they took the tickets and went along, had a great time. Uh, and then after I'd done that, after I'd organised that, uh, my mum cancelled on me. <laughs> oh, Shirley. So, so Shirley's really let me down. Uh, I don't call her Shirley, obviously, I call her my mum. Mm. Uh, but she's really let me down there. So I'm very, very disappointed. But, Jem, am I disappointed? Because. <laughs> If I'd have gone, you know what I'm, you know what's coming here. I know what's coming now. The butterfly effect. If I'd have gone, my interactions with people on the journey, on the tube, getting to the stadium, bump into someone, <laughs> they bump into someone, they bump into someone, and before you know, you've created a train, re- a chain reaction of interactions that mm-hmm. could materially affect the flow of the game, because eventually, someone that I bump into, that I bump into, that I bump into, bump into, might bump into a, uh, a player. And then changes the way they think or behave. And the result could have been different. So actually, Jem, I'm going to claim credit for this result. Me not going again. Me not going. And maybe it's something something here I should probably stay away more often. But me not going helped us win. That's a good point, Dave. I mean... Thanks to my (laughs) mum. Yes, thanks, Shirley. (laughs) This this win was for everyone. So um, (laughs) we're, we're very happy for it. And yeah. and you know what, you're right. The butterfly effect, anything could have happened. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up again because yeah, the listeners... we, might have, we might have lost five one. Exactly. The li- the listeners might think, oh, that's a load of rubbish. But they'll 
No. It's, it's proof right there. Well, it could be proof right there anyway. You didn't go to the Liverpool game, did you, Jem? The, the no. Man U Liverpool game, and you lost 5 0. And then we know that you going to the Man, U, the Man U game, when you shout at Ronaldo or any of the other players, that has an immediate effect. Exactly. That's a direct butterfly effect right there. I mean, all the games I've been to this season got a hundred percent win record. Yeah. So I mean, let's 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 think about it, people. Let's let's have a think about it. Yeah, and that's directly you you a result of you shouting at players. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll come back to it maybe um, in another episode, but I, th- I think it's on. And um, my next question is: Is there a receipt for Moyes? And we have Moyes back at Old Trafford. Uh... <laughs> no, the short answer is no. Now, I don't know if I've said this to listeners before, but when Pellegrini was sacked, I think uh, that was on like Boxing Day or something, one Christmas a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. And then the next thing is the rumour was, was the rumours where we were getting Moyes. I was like, oh, no, what are we doing? What are we doing? Well, we're just going backwards. We're just going to recruit a dinosaur who has had his day with Everton and we're just, this is relegation. And you remember he came in, he said, winning, that's what I do. And then he proceeded to lose his first five games or something. Um, But I've got to say, I am a complete Moyes convert. And West Ham don't sing managers' names without good reason. And we haven't sung a manager's name since, I don't know, about 1981. (laughs) 1986, probably, when we finished third. And then we were singing David Moyes' Claret and Blue Army. I don't know if it's David Moyes or David Moyes' Claret and Blue Army. You've got to get that, you've got to get the scanning of that right. But anyway, um, that's what we're singing now, Jem. So he's accepted. He's one of us. Yeah, um, Moyes is at the wheel. And what a job he's doing. I'm not going to use that phrase, Jem, because that only that doesn't end well <laughs> as soon as we start talking about anyone being at the wheel. At the Tell wheel. you what, get the contract out, put it on the table. Give Moyes whatever he wants. <laughs> Moises at the wheel. <laughs> no. No, we're keeping away from that kind of language. It doesn't end well. I'll tell you what, there is, there is one negative to this game, actually, Dave. Yep. Um, from my point of view, anyway. Um, Declan Rice performed again. Yep. Again, a bit worried about his price tag for next summer <laughs> for when we uh, we eventually buy him. Um, I was thinking I about like this. going up and up. I did actually think about this. You know, if he finishes Champions League with West Ham, I mean, dare I even say this? We could do a Leicester this season. We could do a Leicester. <laughs> wow, the, pes- the pessimism is gone. <laughs> but why would he go down to like a team in eighth place? It just doesn't make any sense. So, because I've heard it's his dream to play for Ollie, and Ollie's obviously going to still be at the wheel by then. So, <laughs> his, his dream or his nightmare? One of the two. <laughs> No, he was brilliant, wasn't he? You've got to say he was mm. amazing in that game. In fact, every, every player, that's what Moyes has done. He's got them all playing for each other and he's got them all working really hard. And if one thing West Ham fans will um, will get behind is individuals and a team working hard. Mm. We've had some incredibly hard-working teams that have been absolutely terrible, but we'll cheer them on. It's the teams that where players are strolling around. I don't know if you ever experienced that, Jem, watching a team, supporting a team where players seem to be strolling around, not giving effort. I don't know if you know what that's like. Um, but uh, you can't. it's hard to get behind. I'm, I'm not going to speak on that, Dave. <laughs> All right. I'm going to... Um, 
so, Jim, it was it was great to have you uh, aboard the the West Ham United bus, and I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed supporting us for a week. Um, who knows the way things are going? This could be permanent, but uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it anyway. I did. Thank you. Um, well, don't thank me. Thank thank the Irons. Um, I'm going to go on to my second team, and <clears throat> that was Everton. I was a toffee mm. for the weekend um, against Spurs's Conte. Uh, Of course, I was very worried that Conte's are going to start to get more organised. But of course, what I forgot to um, what I forgot when I was worried was that actually Spurs have just got a a bunch of average players. So it's hard to organise a bunch of average players, isn't it? So, and I think your mum, she put in a lot of concentration on this by the looks of things. Not quite enough to get the win, but enough to keep Spurs at bay. Mm. And we'll take a nil-nil. So very happy. So thanks, Debbie, for that. Um, thanks for the uh, for all the effort there that you must have put in to get the nil nil. Well, I, I heard it's because uh, Tom Davis came on. And <laughs> he, he had to come on for Fabian Delph as a sub, and Tom Davis changed the game. Um, I don't I don't know if that's true. I didn't watch it. I, I, I had a, I had a feeling it was going to be a disaster of a game, and by the, by the sounds of it, it was. I saw Mason Holgate's red card. Um, I don't rate him at all, and I'm glad that he got sent off. I don't think Debbie rates him either. Um, so, yeah, Conte Spurs, you know, I think maybe United did the right thing by not panicking and getting Conte in straight away. Because, yeah. I mean, what's like you said, Spurs have got a team full of average players, and that sounds like Man United. So, uh, <laughs> there wouldn't have been much difference at United. Yeah, and he could only draw against Everton. So, that shows, that shows where he is at the moment. So... <laughs> So that's pretty. That's pretty good. Um, so we've done my first and second teams. We've done your first and second teams. Uh, what, mm. what would you like? Where would you like to go next, Jim? Um, well, I think if I speak about who my first team have got next international break, yep. it might lead you on to another point. Um, so <laughs> after the international break, yep. Man United. Are traveling to Vicarage Road, Watford, the Hornets, Hornets, and we are facing yes, who Ranieri, Ranieri. I remembered that he's not a Leicester. He's <laughs> not. Yeah, so, yeah, not Leicester. We're playing Watford, playing Watford, and well, since Watford have appointed Ranieri, they've been woeful at Vicarage Road. So you know what that means, don't you? <laughs> You know what that means. I predict Ranieri out by Christmas. We play against a team that have got an abysmal record at home. So that means we're going to go there and we're going to lose to Ranieri. We are swapping roles here. (laughs) We are swapping roles. We need to change the title of this. Pessimistic Man United fan, optimistic West Ham fan. I mean, I'm more than happy to change my uh, my name, Dave. Um, <laughs> I think I, I can see it. I can see it right now. I can see myself in match day twelve, <laughs> moaning about Ollie still being at Man United. Ranieri's just done one over him, and you know Watford have beat us three three one or something. It's going to be an embarrassment. I can feel it already. I can feel it. I know what's coming. So. Yes, I've predicted Ranieri out by Christmas, but probably this result, it's going to be a result because I'm, I'm predicting it. Um, it's going to keep him in the job. And that means I'm going to look like a fool. So, <laughs> yeah, 
that's that's who we play next. Well, he's on our watch list, Ranieri, isn't he? He's on he our is. watch list along a lot, obviously, along with along with Ollie. Yeah. Um, and um, actually, I just want to say something about Ranieri. I did feel a little bit sorry for him. Did you watch the Arsenal game? I did. And should they have kicked the ball out? Uh, should they have? Sorry, they did kick the ball out. Should they have thrown the ball back to Watford at Arsenal? It's a tough one, isn't it? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't like players rolling around trying to get a free kick. I think Danny Rose told him to stay down, didn't he? So he did. He did. Well, um, I think he told him, to be fair to Danny Rose, he told him after the ball was kicked out because <laughs> the guy was trying to stand up. And Danny Rose, look, we just kicked it out. Stay down. Otherwise, mm. I won't give it to us. And sure enough, he got up and they didn't give it. But also, there was a foul on... I definitely think the fact there was a foul on Saab before... Um, what's his name? Emil Smith-Rowe. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, Ben White did his thing and then Emil Smith-Rowe scored. I think there was a foul on Saab. So I do feel, I've got, I do feel a little bit sorry for Ranieri, but I still agree... I mean, it's just Watford, isn't it? They're going to sack him by Christmas just because that's what they do. Exactly. I can't really jump on board with it, Dave, because I have no respect for that club. So Yeah, it's more the club. Um, we're, we're, we're Ranieri fans. It's because of what he did in 2016, because to take the, the Premier League away from Tottenham so spectacularly, um, you know, he'll be forever in my debt, Ranieri. Yeah, no, well, I'll be forever in his debt. Yeah. No. Which way round is it? I don't uh, know. Anyway, I'm grateful to yeah. him. I'll be, yeah, okay. He's not in my debt, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> this brings me on to a feature, gem, our manager watch. And yep. it's taken quite a hammer in this week. <laughs> it has. It has indeed. So we've been um, watching uh, Daniel Farker, yep. Norwich. Um, and, uh, you know, mainly Charlie. Remember, he brought up Farker and yep. said... Uh, Norwich, just a, an appalling team. And then they just go and underline it, don't they? They they win their first game and then they can't cope with it so much that they panic and sack their manager. Incredible. So Farker's gone. And actually, I think they're vying for my most frustrating person of the week, the Norwich board, mm. for doing that. Um, I'll come on to who they're vying with in a minute. So that's Farker, and then you texted me, didn't you? You messaged me, and just and what did you say? Uh, Smith has gone. Smith has gone. Oh, your, your mate Smith has gone. <laughs> My mate Smith. So five defeats in a row. Forget that he took them from obscurity in the was he in the championship or even League One? I don't know. In the championship, yeah, championship brought them up, made them Premier League contenders. Um, forget all that. Five games, he, he's gone. Five losses, he's gone. So. There goes Dean Smith. Um, then we've got uh, Vieira, who still confounds me week on week. Still confuses and confounds me, getting results. What did he do this week, Jim? Did he win again? Uh, I think they drew this weekend. I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. Um, oh, I'd, have to look, I'd have to look it up. I didn't do this bit of research because I didn't think we were going to get to Palace. But no. um, anyway, they are still confusing and confounding me. And I don't like it. So that's that's something to. Uh... Oh, Palace did win. Palace <laughs> won, did they? Yep, yep. So yeah, I mean, I predicted Vieira out by September, and that's looking like um, <laughs> a really bad prediction. <laughs> One of many. Um, and then we're going to add a new manager to the list, Eddie Howe. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
He's been appointed at um, Newcastle. The Toon. The Toon. Toon Army. And he's been put in charge of a multi-billion pound transfer <laughs> war chest. And I was thinking about this, Jem. Putting Howe in charge of Newcastle's huge transfer budget. I was thinking, what is that like? I'm trying to think of what it's like. It's like putting Wurzel Gummidge in charge of the Paris Fashion Show. That's what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like making Jeff Bezos a, a union rep for Amazon. Or this is perhaps the most incredible one. It's like putting Oli Gunnar Solskjaer in charge of a major football club. That's what it's like. Now, some listeners may have better um, better metaphors than that. So please drop them in the, um, uh, the Instagram comments for this, uh, for this episode. We'd love to hear it. It's a bit of, I bit mean, of... they, they are brilliant, to be fair, Dave. But <laughs> well, yeah, thanks, I agree. If, if they have got some more, then you know, feel free to drop them in the comments. Yeah, we'll, 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 read, we'll, we'll read all the good ones out and some of yeah. the bad ones. Uh... <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and while I'm on a roll, Gem, I just want to talk about Norwich and Farker. Um, and um, this that reminds me, you know, sacking him after they've won it's like we don't want to stay up we want to go down we want to be this yo-yo club you know we're um and as we said last week fulham are hurtling towards um relegation in 2022-23 the way they're going at the moment so there's this bunch of teams that are going to come up from the championship and then get relegated again and then mm -hmm. come up from the championship and get around. There's about six of them that do this regularly. They just swap. Yep. As Charlie said, they never play each other. These like group of three will come up, another group of three will go down. They just keep missing each other. And we've been talking about there needs to be a new league, a holding league for those teams. You know, the West Broms, the yep. Norwiches, uh, who else have we got in there? The Fulhams, these kinds of teams. Yeah, Stokes. Stokes. Well, no, yeah. We don't want them anywhere near the Premier League. No. So I've been thinking about you know, I proposed this idea and I think the Premier League are now thinking about it. So I think we need a name for this league. So I've, I've got a few ideas, Gem. And again, I invite the listeners to drop in some ideas. I'm trying to get sort of audience participation, but mainly to see if we've got anyone listening. <laughs> uh, other than us. So if you put it in, Gem, I'll know it's you. But yeah. anyway, I've got League 0.5. Now, that would work if the championship was League 1, but we've got a League 1. So, League 0.5 mm. sort of sits between the championship and League 1. So, it doesn't really work. Yep. I've got the Deputy League. Um, I've got the Secondary League. Yep. So like I thought Premier League, Secondary League, that might work. The Auxiliary League. The... And I quite like this one, the Spare Parts League. And I thought that could yeah. even be sponsored by Halfords. So we'd have the, <laughs> the Halfords Spare Parts League. Because that's what, sort of what it is, isn't it, Gem? It's like a group of teams that are not going to come up to the Premier League. There's no promotion from this league. They're just going to sit there all playing each other. Um, and then once in a while, a Premier League team will do something ridiculous. Like they'll overspend, like Leeds did a few, you know, many years ago. They'll overspend and go crashing down to the bottom. And that's when we need to get that team out. Um, and then we bring one of the teams from the Auxiliary League in, from the Halford Spare Parts League, so mm. the Spare Parts team. But we only bring them in if they're doing really well. You know, if, yep. if one team is dominating that league and and uh, is worthy of a place in the Premier League, then they can come in. Um, my others, my other two ideas: the Championship for the Chumps, <laughs> I like that one, or Premier League B. 
Uh, that's as far as I've got. So, any thoughts, Jim? Uh, I, I mean, I agree. I think there needs to be a league. Um, I like the championship. That's that sounds like a, a, maybe a fan favourite. <laughs> uh, well, for me anyway, I, I can get on board with that one. It's nice and you know it's easy. It's catching. Um, well, you should be able to tell the difference between the two leagues. So, yes, <laughs> big fan of that. Um, and, and and you know what? When you were talking about all these leagues and all, all these teams going into this league as well, um, I'm seeing a bit of manager roulette happening. Yep. And basically, what I'm thinking right now is a perfect scenario for me could come together. And it'd be something you absolutely hated. And that could be Dean Smith being appointed the Norwich manager. <laughs> that would be the do- double whammy on you. Um, oh. And then oh, and then imagine if you kept them up. That'd be oh, just... be the triple whammy. <laughs> <laughs> it would, yeah, that would be the end of football, I think, if that happened. Yep. So uh, Charlie would be apoplectic if, if <laughs> Dean Smith, because he cannot stand Dean Smith, he cannot stand Norwich. Put that those two together, uh, he'd explode, probably, Jim. I mean, it could happen, who knows. I also saw that Sam Allardyce is in talks with the Premier League club, and we don't know who that could be. Maybe Norwich, that may be Aston Villa. Might even be Man United, who knows. <laughs> but, um, I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought I'd jump in before you t- <laughs> took the credit for it on this one. You know me too well. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, yeah, it is yeah. A, it's a managerial merry-go-round, isn't it? And I hear um, we might be recycling Frank Lampard. He he might make a, okay. an appearance somewhere. And just for good measure, we're going to bring in Steven Gerrard back from back from Rangers, um, yeah. maybe to Aston Villa. That's a, that's the rumour, isn't it? Yep. So all interesting stuff, and there'll be plenty of managers to put on our watch list. Um, Jem, your most frustrating person, player, entity this week? Well, um, this, this is a bit different this week. So it's not often that I gamble, okay? Right. And I'm not pushing gambling here at all. No. Um, but I was, I, I received a notification on, I think, Friday night. Saying Paddy Power offering a five pound free bet on the Man United Man City game. Oh, it's so a slippery thought, slope. Yep, exactly. So I, I thought, well, it's against Man, well, Man United v Man City. Let's put some bets on Man City. Because, um, <laughs> then if Man U lose, at least you know we can we can have a bit of happiness. That's my method, Jim. I love it. Yeah, I've lost Perfect. I've so lost I'm... a lot of money this season on that. <laughs> anyway, carry on. I thought a free bet, we might as well give it a go. Yeah. And um so we had we had a few little we had a bet builder on. So we had a few shots on target, yeah, um, yellow cards, and they were all coming in except for one. And the one I needed was a Foden shot on target. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Um Foden obviously didn't get a shot on target. Um and I wanna say he is my most most frustrating oh. person because how on earth can he not get a shot on target against the worst defence in the league <laughs> in a training match? And he had the opportunity to go. He went one-on-one with the hair. And what did he do? He hit it against the post. No, that doesn't, doesn't count. count does as a shot on target. <laughs> so I don't know what he was playing at, but he looked absolutely woeful all game. He was like in the Euros when he ghosted all year. Mm. Um, or all summer, sorry. It was just... I'm just so frustrated with him. I mean, 
Pep should have took him off. It would put me out of my misery. And then at least I wouldn't have to watch him fail all game. So, yeah, <laughs> not, not, not happy with him. Um, therefore, he's my most frustrating person. But it's not like me to gamble very much. So no. I just like to put that out there. No, don't gamble, kids. And when the fun stops, stop. Um, but yeah, I think for you, Jim, the fun stopped <laughs> long ago, so you probably shouldn't have been gambling. But um, yeah, I can see that, Jim. That and you know, I can see your logic there. One of the um, most informed midfielders in the country at the moment, playing against one of the most woeful defenses in the country at the moment. It's now Donny's going to get a shot on target, and then he goes exactly. and lets you down like that. But it's all part of Man City's plan, isn't it, to disrupt Man United? It's like yeah. we're going to make them look bad, but not really bad. So Foden was probably, you know, if you really want to blame anyone, you get frustrated with Foden. Probably, it's probably Pep, isn't it? Yeah. Probably Fraudio, probably. who probably had a word in his ear. You know, you said he was shouting at him. He's probably saying, look, when you get one-on-one, don't score. Make it look <laughs> like you're trying. And, and um, Foden's that good. He can hit the post quite at will. So it's like, yeah, I'll just make sure I hit the post. It looks like I was trying. But, yeah, we'll keep the score down to 2-0. Oli, Oli keeps his job. It's all part of the plan, Jim. Yeah, well, next time I'll put a bet on Foden to hit the post against Man United. Depending, well, if, if Ollie's still in charge, yeah. that is. But, and, and just on frustrating people, yeah. obviously I called out a 12-year-old fan <laughs> at Tottenham you in the last episode. And I'd like to, let's say I've got, I've got a bit of positive feedback from that. A lot of people agree with me. So um, I'm happy with that. Uh, so, yeah. Hopefully, a lot of people agree with this Foden point as well. Yeah. So, you've, you've called for a lifetime ban, haven't you, for the, <laughs> the 12-year-old? I have. But, yeah, we've we've already made the jokes that uh, his, his biggest punishment will be to have a season ticket for life at Spurs. But, actually, with Conte coming in, I'm not so sure now. So, we'll keep a watch on that, Jim, and see what happens to that 12-year-old's yep. career. Um, is yes, it please. going to be ruined by having a, a prison sentence... And a police record, a criminal record, <laughs> as you advocate. Uh, Fair enough. Um, well, if your if your most frustrating person wasn't Klopp, mm. then um, who actually was it this week, Dave? Well, Klopp was the easy target, but we've done him a few times. And as I said, the Norwich board for sacking Farker after winning just that was didn't really frustrate me. It was just more baffling than anything else. When I heard that, I was like, what? what? But anyway, I'm going to back away from that one. I'm going to go the I'm going to go the entire Newcastle team. And it's a little a little um, bit of tactics for Eddie Howe as well. When you're playing against a team where the centre half has to go in goal, get a shot on target. That's all you've got to do. Get it in the mixer. Get the ball going towards the goal. They didn't have one shot on target, Jem, after uh, uh, went in goal. Did you see it? I think uh, yeah. I think Brighton had subbed, had used all their subs. That's the only thing I can think that happened. They'd used all yeah. their subs. So then when the keepers, he was, was he sent off, the keeper? Yeah, he got sent off. He got sent off. So then they have to stick an outfield player, which we love to see. It's old school, isn't it? Mm. Outfield, outfield player going in goal. We love to see it. And then Newcastle decide, oh, well, there's an outfield player in goal. We won't bother shooting. We won't bother putting it right under the crossbar for him to deal with. Um, and that's why they are, I think they're second bottom, aren't they? That's why they're in the in the relegation zone, Jim. Yep. So, Eddie Howe, there's something, there's a little tip for you. Get your players to shoot more. So, a little football tip there from my years of experience. 
How does he turn Newcastle around, eh? Well, it's not a bus, is it? It's an oil tanker, and it's a big one. And it, they take a, they take a while to turn around. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does in the transfer market um, and who he's going to pair up top with uh, Joe Linton. I'm really looking forward to it. I don't know if he's going to be able to prize Mbappe away or Neymar, but uh, he'll probably get um, Oxlade-Chamberlain, won't he? Probably. Yeah. Well, you're right, David. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how he turns Newcastle around. Mm. Eddie Howe. <laughs> <laughs> Did I miss that earlier? I, I, well, I was, I'm hoping that the listeners maybe picked up on it, but uh, I thought I'd, I'd just say it again, just just for good measure. <laughs> I thought you were asking a serious question. I thought, what's he telling? Ask, asking me that for? I don't really know anything about Newcastle. <laughs> well, I, I had that one down in my notes ready. Just make sure you get that one in today. <laughs> oh, and I answered it sensibly. Oh dear. Yeah. It's all right. I think I've missed a few of your jokes in the past. So, uh, do we need to re-record that? Well, even. No, it's okay. I'll let it off. <laughs> um, I wonder whether we should. Uh, I was thinking about introducing some jokes to the um, podcast just to lighten the mood, especially with your, with your um, uh, depression, Jem. I thought maybe you could do with some cheering up. Um, so maybe I'll, you know, maybe we can bring in a joke every week. Um, I've got a couple that I could bring in. So. Um, What's the difference between a good joke and bad joke timing? <laughs> That's one. And, um, Jem, if you're trying to get your internet password sorted out, don't use beef stew as a computer password. Don't, you, don't use beef stew as a computer password. It's not strong enough. <laughs> you know what? I thought Man United were the worst joke in the world, but that could have lasted. Okay. That that was quite good. That was quite good, really. (laughs) We'll maybe um, leave the jokes, uh, Jem. That's not really our forte, is it? Um, (coughs) (laughs) No, they're good, really, Dave. Uh, It's just to cheer you up, Jem, but I think it's depressed you even more. I I think I just heard you tutting. (laughs) But mind you, fair play, because I missed your how a joke. So... Apologies for that. Right. Have we done it, Jem? Have we covered all the ground? Uh, we just need to go through our second teams. Do they play next? Oh, God. We've got to keep going. Um, so I, I can I can quickly go on to mine. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And it's someone that we've spoke about before, someone I admire. And uh, my second team, I've got no problem with this, is going to be Arsenal. Arteta's Arsenal. I will be a gunner, <laughs> a gooner, um, the best team in North London. Um, yep. They play at Anfield yep. after the international break. And I think quite a few episodes ago, I called for Arteta to turn it around and, well, potentially become the Man United manager. And what he's done ever since then is phenomenal. He's turned it all around. He's on an unbeaten streak. And I can see an Arsenal win in this, in this game. So... Well. I hope, right. I hope you're right, because I think about four weeks ago we were calling for his head, weren't we? We said he wouldn't last, but he's... he's well, I've, I've always stuck by him, Dave. I've always stuck by him. Um, I was laughed at for sticking by him and calling him for the man new job. Um, <laughs> but now I'd like to say, well, who's laughing now? Well, it just goes to show, Jim, what happens when a club sticks by their manager. Um, this is what happens. So, yeah. Well, 
you know there's a there's something there's a moral of the story there for for man united uh okay so that's good um i am going to be a leeds fan Mm. so the lily whites i think you had experience of supporting leeds a few weeks ago didn't you and i think i did yeah didn't end well did it no it wasn't a pleasant experience dave So they're playing Spurs. So I'm going to be supporting the Lily Whites and we'll see how we go with that. Um, well, we just hope. Um, the other thing that I didn't do was mention who West Ham are playing next uh, in all the excitement of the Liverpool oh, yes. game. We're yes. our way to Wolverhampton Wanderers, the Wolves, yep. who have hit some decent form. But, you know, Jem, because the roles have reversed here, um, I'm going to predict a West Ham win. Well... I think I think we're flying. I think um, we'll come back after the international break, and so long as we don't get too many injuries away, international duty. Um, I think we might just do a number on Wolves. I can see us winning two 0 Okay, very good. So there we go. That's the first time. Oh, I can't do it, Jim. <laughs> I can't do it because what will happen is we'll lose and then I'm going to be, you're going to be laughing. The listeners are going to be laughing. I mean, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm really, I mean, you said you wanted to cheer me up a bit. I mean, you know, this, this is the perfect opportunity. Predict a big win and, and then yeah. it'll come back to bite you. No, I'm going to say nil-nil, Jim. Nil-nil. That's the most optimistic I get, isn't it, when I predict a draw. So We're going to I'll say... edit that part out of the podcast. <laughs> Can you edit the 2-0 bit out? <laughs> um, I'm going to say nil-nil. Um, yeah, that would be a good result for us away. Um, could even be a 1-0 defeat, Jeff. <laughs> Do you know what? It's funny, isn't it? I said 0-2 and it just it didn't sit right. It just felt weird to say that. Yeah. So, no, I can't do it, Jim. Um, so, 0-0 or, one, or a 1-0 defeat. I'm hedging my bets there. Uh, so, yeah, that's it, Jim. That's, that's, my, that's my predictions. Okay. Um, I mean, I can't go along with it. I'm, I'm going to stick to your 2 0, and um, <laughs> but we'll stick with the first answer. That's what we should do, and, and we'll see how it goes in, in a couple of weeks. But for now, we've got the. No, uh, well, I always say the dreaded international break, but I'm ready for this. I'm ready for a two weeks off. <laughs> I think I was ready for it the last in the last one as well, and and look how that went. So, yeah. Well, we've been um, doing these podcasts twice a week, haven't we? Um, so it'll give us a chance to have a bit of a, bit of a rest yes. as well and maybe even come up with some fresh ideas. Who knows? I doubt it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe we should just draw it to a close there. Uh, wish all the listeners a happy two-week break. Let's hope your international teams bring you everything that you want. And uh, we'll be back for... Uh, are we back for Premier League match day twelve, or is not? That's that's next, isn't it? Before any yep. European games or anything? Yeah. Yeah, that will be next. Back for Premier League match day twelve, episode eighteen, and uh, we'll see you all in a couple of weeks. See ya.